0: Dude, you don't want to know about a police. Yeah, but get you go by three o'clock this afternoon with the applause. I'm gonna get my shirt. You're killing me, Smalls. hear anything oh good because <laughs> i just
1: queefed big time
2: what up what up what up what up what up What yo 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 welcome back to alpha rod story corner I'm your host, Narado, Rod for short. Hope you're feeling good. Hope you're looking good. Hope you're smelling good. Man, your boy is fresh out of the shower. Just kind of been sitting here, basking in the glory of my own freshness. For about 30 minutes, I decided to go ahead and drop this intro for you. Got a fantastic one for you today. Uh, talking to my man, DJ C-Dub. the norm report very excited to finally have him on the show and then of course it is part two of last week's conversation with my man retired air force airman and comedian and show poster slash artist extraordinaire brett brock stay tuned
0: DJ, I tell you, I done been through quite a bit. Uh, Insurance adjuster by day during that time, and uh, freaking DJ at night, and this dude almost had me to go to jail.
2: Yeah, yeah, because you jumped on that nigga in front of the police. <laughs> like he was on the ground, and the police was standing over him when you bust through the doors behind that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like no nah, man chill out it was like well, get back and chill like, man they kept bumping into my motherfucking tape I got $8,000 worth of equipment on that money you're <laughs> like, going uh, crazy on that nigga <laughs>
0: broke my, I broke my headphones uh, my MacBook got wet uh a lot of stuff happened now, but water right under the bridge, I don't even remember what year that was, what are we talking about
2: now? Oh, God, it was like 2011, 2012.
0: Life was a blur
2: back then, I
0: was doing a lot, a whole lot, Them the years right there get real blurry, like real, I can't remember what happened when. Yeah, man. So what's been up? You,
2: uh, you still able to work? Uh, I, I've, I've, been, I've been nothing but a comedian for six years, so I've been quarantined since 2014. <laughs> Man, yeah, like yeah. When I when I left Birmingham, I quit my job then, and I ain't had a day job since. So. I was ready for this quarantine shit <laughs> I didn't know that That's yeah. good man was yeah. big. So they was like yeah you gotta stay at home I was like what's the hard part I <laughs> got that shit covered. <laughs> I've been at home from 9 to 5 For fucking 6 years nigga What else you got <laughs> yeah. So yeah so okay. it's, been, it's been cool with me For quarantining I missed the stage. Uh, I'm coming up on a whole year. I ain't been on stage since February 1st, man. Wow. So I'm coming up on a year of that, but I've been doing the podcast. That's that's where I get my comedy in now. So, yeah, I've, I've been cool. <laughs>
0: well, hats off to you, dude. That's big to have um, been able to step away from you. your uh, you check yeah, the suit is yeah. full-time and it's working out for you. And, uh, I've always been one of your followers when I found out about you on Twitter, <laughs> man. <laughs> and then, uh, where, where, where was our last when you came to Birmingham and you did a, a, a set? I don't know. Wherever you said you were at, <laughs> I, I came to a couple of places. What was that, Sidebar? Something at the time, Barking Kudu.
2: That Barking Kudu. That's what you made a your favorite <laughs> Oh man! (laughs) I still, I I still got that on tape. I still, it's somewhere in my Dropbox. I got video of you and Uncle Alva doing stand up.
0: (laughs) Everywhere (laughs) stand. I'm telling you, boy, that was awful. I ain't never heard so many creepers in my life. (laughs) That was one of them nights. I don't know what year that was and why I had any business. Up near a microphone trying to tell a
2: joke. That you was, was it the zone, man, you was feeling it. <laughs> you, was feeling, <laughs> you was feeling good that night.
0: <laughs> yeah, some stuff you just don't go and try. <laughs> yeah, you Sipping ain't
2: been
0: back you a... ain't been back on stage since. <laughs> oh hell no. Being a DJ is on stage enough. It's uh you know, it's about like you know, not like that but similar to you you, you hit and you miss sometimes you can have a real good you know set of songs you play one night and then you come back the next night and you hear somebody say damn the DJ stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd have heard that before you know just be honest like, what what, what, was the,
2: what was the show that made you want to quit early on like what was the, where did you bomb sure. you, was like, you know what I might just say fuck this DJ shit <laughs> oh
0: man you know what I, this is later I'll never forget with her egghead ass? I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, we was at um. It was a. Uh, it was real early, like 2009, 2010. Nelly and like Bow Wow or something did a celebrity after party basketball thing at UAB, and then they had a party at Old Car Heaven. That was like one of my as far as people are concerned like everybody in there looking at you that was probably like my biggest one to date at that time and so i was really trying to make a good impression <laughs> and some chick was like all right dj what you got for me now you gotta come on with it Da-da-da-da-da. and i was like uh she's like i'm watching I'm, I'm waiting to see if i can book you for my party or something like that something like that effect. about five minutes goes by this chick breathes back past me and gives me two thumbs down <laughs> and walked out the door I let that mess up my whole night time, man. You know what I'm saying? I was just in the game, you know, in there trying to please everybody. And she turned them thumbs down at your boy. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow.
2: Like, really? <laughs> I was
0: like, what? what did you want
2: to hear? Come make a request. I like Duck. I got to say, motherfucker, yeah. not dancing, but this? God damn. <laughs> Yeah, so that's one of the things out of
0: all the years I think what I've been doing this in and out, you know, one time uh, one time I was doing this full time, you know, it uh you know, in between jobs and then, you know, it's always been like part time guess, so we're talking about a total of twelve or thirteen years now. So mm. yeah, I'll never forget that one right there. Like, that was I was awful to do something.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, but since then, I mean, you hear so many things, you know, uh and stuff people been saying to somebody and they want to come tell me, what the hell are you telling me for? What can I do with that information? You know what I'm
1: saying? Like
0: I, I work enough to know that I'm not that bad, but if somebody had a song request or whatever they wanted to hear, they could have came and asked me, but if I just suck, I suck. So what? <laughs> Deal with it. Go to another bar. You don't stop me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't. I don't know what I would do if somebody gave me the thumbs down while I was on stage. Would, it don't
1: feel good.
2: I don't know how to react to that. Like, I could take a booing or a heckling, but if somebody just looked at me and just kicked out my eyes and gave me two thumbs down, I'd freeze in place. Like I'd be in shock. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to say to that?
0: Yeah, that, that, that star. I ain't gonna lie to you, I was in my, I'm 49, now I don't care, you can say whatever about me, and I'm, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I know what I can do and what I can't, and I know my, you know, strengths and weaknesses, but then, yeah, I mean, she got my attention, bro, she was like, hey, <laughs> she wanted
2: to make sure I saw it, like, wow, <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh,
0: yeah. Shout out to Huddle, Whatever.
2: <laughs> Lady, if you're listening, you are a stone cold hearted snake.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't let
2: me catch you in the street.
0: Uh, what you over there drinking, man? Uh,
2: I got some uh, pink lemonade and vodka going. Oh,
0: okay. Exactly. I got to turn up then. I'm yeah, trying to be a, nice. This
2: is a drinking podcast. Get into it. Mm, I like to get your run on. it, you all missed the fitness and shit.
0: Man, I be trying. <laughs> I run because I like to eat, bro. <laughs> I've been eating. What, let me see. This week, what, last week I ate pasta. All damn week. After getting <laughs> out of work, I fixed a meal and then uh, went overboard with pasta, uh, trying to you know, uh eating the house. <laughs> that one but uh this week has been fried chicken, buddy.
2: <laughs>
0: every time I think about it, I got a chicken wing in my mouth.
2: <laughs> what what's your how many how many miles a day you
0: average? I ran four today. So um I try to run every other day, maybe about at least three miles. I don't like to go out there and just do half a mile and nothing like that. I gotta make a count, so I try to allot for at least uh 45 minutes to an hour if I can. But I don't leave unless I got about 3.1. I try to run a 5k distance at least.
2: I feel that man. That that was always what I was doing uh back when I when I could trust going to the gym. That's how I yeah. used to open my workout. Do three miles first. That way, if I just be like fuck it, I don't want to do no weights or nothing. <laughs> You know, I can go home knowing I had an actual workout. Exactly. Even if I didn't do nothing else. Like, I did three miles on a treadmill. That's more than enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, that happened to me a lot. Like, I get down with them miles. I'm like, ah. <laughs> nah, I'll come do the rest tomorrow. <laughs> and then don't <I'll> go tomorrow.
2: <laughs> yeah, for real. Because when I would first start, if I would go in there thinking I was going to do a machine <laughs> on some weights or something before I got damn hit the treadmill. I had to wait too long on my machine, I would just go home. <laughs> no treadmill, no nothing. Like, fuck it. Right. I can't hit the ab crutches, I'm out. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah. That's so much. I I gotta do better with my uh um core uh core workouts. <laughs> I run enough of them, but I hate doing damn abs. I got a homer Simpson going on over here. <laughs> and I gotta do something
2: about it. I feel that though. You'll be looking like uh Jamie Foxx used to look. <laughs> he, used to, he used to have the buff chest and arms and the pot belly Like he, could, he couldn't do that with yep. the stomach back in the day though <laughs> Man.
0: A hard it's a struggle I wish I had his money and his time I'd be able to get rid of this mug
2: hey, that's real yeah. I, I think about that too that happened on this show called The Life and Times of Tim with this bartender Got an offer for his bar. It was like, What you gonna do now? He's like, Man, I always dreamed of selling this motherfucker and just getting in the best shape of my life. And that's exactly <laughs> what he did. He sold his bar just when it got ripped. <laughs> like, hey. I think about this. like, Man, if I had the money to just do nothing else, I would straight up just spend six months in the jail turning into Mr. Olympus. <laughs> exactly. I wish I could. I've been trying for years. <laughs> One ab at a time,
1: goddamn. (laughs)
0: Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) Man. You know, you reach a certain point, you start doing real well, and you feel like you're done. Like, no, sir.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: It don't take but one trip to the buffet to wipe all that shit out. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) it. months and months of work. You had one bad week, bro. (laughs) It's time to go shop for new (laughs) pants. I
2: know. Yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> harder part of being in shape, man. Like, you can get your body right, but the problem is that the maintenance is what's killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll be looking good. You'll be like, you know what? I'm going to celebrate. <laughs> Take me a couple days off, nigga. That should be back to square one by the end of that week. <laughs> oh,
0: yo. i noticed the difference immediately. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, uh, my eating habits, I'm just way too fat, bro. I cannot order a pizza and be here alone. I'm going to eat the whole... Pizza's going to be gone by the morning. I'm not lying. Like, it's too damn good. Like, fuck that, I'm going to eat this whole thing. I would try to, at least. And then I told somebody, I was like, uh, "Yeah, you know, everybody's doing edibles now. Don't give me no damn edibles. I can only eat a corner.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they go fuck around at O.D. Like I ate the whole sleeve of cookies. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like rice krispie treats, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> the one. But a little animal. bit like, nah. That's the edible that always gets you too high. Yeah, they be like, just eat half of, like, eat half a rice krispie treat. They'll eat like four of you. <laughs> exactly. Gummy bears, gummy worms. Nah, bro. Give me a handful of them. <laughs> yeah. That'll fuck you up. <laughs> Spend the rest of the night on the couch, floating. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, too many I'll,
0: gummies. <laughs> I'll call the police on me, on my damnself. <laughs> please come get me, bro. <laughs> the door is unlocked.
2: <laughs> so you? Yeah, well, you growing your hair back? Yeah, man. I got the dress coming back. I uh, I spent like a year get my hair cut when I cut them off, man, back in 2013. And then I stopped going to the barbershop when I moved to Nashville. <laughs> like, it was less than a year. I cut my hair off on Halloween 2013. Got my last haircut in June 2014. It got to Nashville, and I never went to see a barber again. But probably oh. mostly out of the laziness of finding a new barber. Like, I didn't want to. I had been with my barber since like 11th grade. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to. You know, yeah, I didn't want to cheat on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you know, you st- stepping out on a wife or a girlfriend is nothing, but it takes the worst low-life scumbag on the face of the planet to cheat on his barber, and I'm not that type of guy. It's
0: <laughs> no fun trying to find a new one.
2: Especially out of state. <laughs> bothering yeah. niggas looking like a serial killer. Bothering random niggas on the street. Hey, blood, let me holler for a minute. Listen, I like your line-up. I just moved to town. I just want to ask you, like, <laughs> like get the fuck away from me. <laughs> i <to> slapped. <laughs> right. <laughs> you like, what? <laughs> don't mean that true, but I like your cut game. <laughs> nigga, are you hitting on me? <laughs> yeah, stuff we just
0: don't say to each other. That right there. Uh,
2: like, yeah, I can't cheat on my barber, man. I had my dreads. I was growing my dreads for like seven, eight years last time I had them. I had a cut in almost a decade. And when I decided to cut him, I tracked my barber down. <laughs> like, no lie. I had seen the nigga in eight years. I tracked him down that night. I was like, I'm cutting my hair off in the morning. And I taught, I called like three, four niggas trying to find out where he was and went to see him the next morning because I wasn't about to let somebody else touch my head, dog. I'm, I was raised better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I could
0: definitely identify with that for years. My dad cut my hair. That was my barber. And um I went off to school and did a few more things and uh, you know, moved or whatever. So I had to find people who can you know I was like, man, that's crazy. I don't... Yeah, it didn't feel good. <laughs> it didn't and I ran into I went to West bro, I went to Western Hills Mall and got a haircut one time. It's bad massacred my mass. <laughs> I was whipped up for like three days. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, he he, he told me that razor. bad. <laughs> and I had a date like right after the haircut, and I didn't know I was whipping up until the girl told me. I was like, wow.
2: Yeah, she probably thought you had AIDS or some shit. <laughs> bro. Like, what the hell is that <laughs> on your head get away from me
0: yeah he got me all around the damn you know, not lining up my mustache the little bit I got and everything <laughs> so peace fuzz can't have marks and scars you put on yourself so.
2: <laughs> nigga you came to pick me up for a date and you having a herpes outbreak in my face
0: <laughs> I should have known bro I was in a rush and he didn't have nobody in his chair like Everybody was like occupied except for your notes, my bad. Early life lessons, you know?
2: Yeah, you can't go to Western Hill Malls to do nothing but get coke or shot. That's the only reason to go to Western Hill Mall.
0: Yeah, I have no idea why it's still open. It's, you step in there, you just, it's your time. <laughs>
1: yeah. What is that? Now? Nothing? You
0: no. Know, nine millimeter shells and footlock.
2: <laughs> yeah, like the last That's time. It. Last time I went to Western Hill Mall for anything was like like summer 2004 I went to that Mr. Birch and got a tux and only because that's where I was told the tuxes were for the wedding I would have never went to (laughs) no fucking Western Hill
0: Mall Damn I I'd be surprised if they still there yeah I think every tux I've never rented they came you know (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's
2: crazy I, I think where's his mom probably just got a rainbow it probably ended up like Central Plaza did where just all the people who had shit on the corner bought the storefront space because it was empty mm-hmm. at the, at the last like couple years Central Plaza was Applebee's and like 18 <laughs> beauty supply stores <laughs> 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 that shit was nasty it was, it was rough in there <laughs>
0: Wow And yeah, that Middle are. Eastern
2: mob front Georgia Brutini store <laughs> 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 We used to go in that bitch And get Egyptian musk Back in like 97 Oh not the
0: Egyptian musk oil <laughs> And the little Seashells around your neck Or whatever them shit was <laughs> That's right yeah.
2: Get your puka shell necklace And some Egyptian musk and if you was feeling frisky you got the pussy oil.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and the ants has to go with
2: it. Yeah. Oh yeah, well yeah, they had a, um, a Spencer's Gifts and they sent you players. You can go out there and get your motion lotion. <laughs> first. Oh god. That was the hey, first I black sex. That was the first sex toy in the hood. The motion lotion. <laughs> that was the first. I bought some of that in
0: college. <laughs> <laughs> I'ma leave that right there. It. Wow.
2: <laughs> you blow on it and get hot. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was that was, this was his first foray into sex toys. No vibrators, no dildos, no pocket pussies. It was just motion lotion. <laughs> 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 Damn, Bring back motion lotion. With your straw beer. <laughs> I don't
0: buy that shit now. I got sensitive <laughs> skin. <laughs>
2: That's how, that's how, that's how all the black girls ended up with eczema. they fucking lotion. That's why all black women got fucking eczema now, cause of fucking motion lotion.
0: Oh God.
2: <laughs> I've been wondering about that. I've been wondering where this eczema epidemic came from. Cause I remember all the years I spent in the eighties and nineties and early two thousands. I had never even heard that word. And like by 2010, nine out of ten black people had eczema. and I think we can we can trace it back to Motion Lotion. I ain't like probably broke
0: shit. <laughs> Every time it get cold, I be scratching my damnself, but I
2: can't laugh too hard. Yeah, that's what it is. We got we got to file a class action suit against the Motion Lotion people. Yeah, we got to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. she was like She was like the Tuskegee experiment.
0: Mm-hmm. And gave
2: all black people eczema. <laughs>
0: gave our ass nothing mesotheli-
2: What is Mesothelioma <laughs> <laughs> Niggas gotta call Goldberg. Motion lotion to gave niggas eczema and mesothelioma. <laughs> Get
0: to the bottom of
2: this. <laughs> yeah, that's that and, and tilapia tilapia probably did it too I think, t- oh, yeah. I think tilapia. tilapia was yeah, created yeah. in a government lab because I never heard of that fish before 2011 right <laughs> and then that shit was never everywhere I was like I ain't never heard of no damn tilapia in my life and now it's the only fish available <laughs> right <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> like like we from the south we grew up with, with daddies and granddaddies that fish where you ever heard one of them niggas say they was going to catch some tilapia <laughs>
0: Nobody came home with a tilapia. <laughs> we didn't call brim. We didn't call, uh, you know, catfish. catfish that was, that was whiten- my favorite. Now, I did not hear the word tilapia until <laughs> yeah. You got it. We're really too far.
2: 2011 Iron tilapia what? was the fish to have. I was like, I right, that's that shit fake. I don't trust it. <laughs> Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. C O Nspiracy.
0: That's <laughs> oh, well wow. Yeah, that and uh, what Mac? McDo- what kind of fish McDonald's be? If that's a fish, that fillet of fish. I think I looked that mug up, up online. He ugly as hell. Where do fish come from? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I can't tell you what kind of fish that is. It's
0: always what kind of fish farm is. I don't even think there's a real fish, bro. It's just a... We don't know what we eat. Yeah, yeah, no idea no more. Yeah, fillet of fish. And, and is just tub. like a big ass fish stick, <laughs>
2: and I yeah, don't know what yeah. fish sticks is made out of. They just tell me it's fish shit <laughs> generic like in cartoons when they be drinking beer and they can't just say beer <laughs> like, that's what kind of fish filet fish is it's fish nigga it's fucking fish. <laughs> what kind the kind you eat in a sandwich <laughs> 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 they've been poisoning <laughs> it's
0: good for you shut up
2: pull
1: around Fucking
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what so what's um, the quarantine been like, man? Like like when it first hit and you had to stop DJing or whatnot. I mean what like how did you find out about this shit? Like everything was cool and then it wasn't.
0: <laughs> I was at uh my old job and you know, we were hearing about people getting to go home, like a small group of people here and there uh, at other companies, and we were like, well, when we don't get to go home. Like, well, we still gotta come to work, and it came down the pipe not shortly after, like, hey, we gonna have to figure this out. We we ain't never had nobody to work from home in this role, but you know, we working on getting y'all stuff together and put everything in the box, and, and we'll figure it out. So I got sent home. I think like what early March, like early early March, and um, they wanted us. Uh, to pack up for a month. It's about three, four weeks' time, we'd be back. Nah, <laughs> uh, I switched jobs. I'm with, uh, with another agency now, but that those particular people still aren't back in their office. And I'm training for this new place that I'm at, and I haven't even been in the office yet. I went to pick up a ID, but we training <laughs> from home. Yeah, so I I did a, a problem. With it, I mean, I'm good. I DJ or whatever, and do parties. But I like being home. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm not working. I like to be at home. I got uh, liquor at home, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm good by myself. <laughs> you know, it's some folks that can't sit their ass down. But I, I go, I get a little stir crazy. I'll, you know, leave. Like I said, go get on the trail and out or something like that, but I just don't have to be out amongst crowds of people. Right? Like, right? if at any time, like right now, crowds of people freak me out. <laughs> Stay away. Now, it, it messed up the money though. It messed up the bag. <laughs> not being able to DJ, and you know, you you used to a certain uh, uh, you know way to live or whatever, <laughs> and then next thing you know, you're stuck in the house with damn rations in the cabinet, <laughs> trying not to leave. Like, man, come on. <laughs> um, but I got on Facebook and figured it out uh, a little bit, you know. Um, I was just getting on just to do a little, you know, sharpen, keep myself sharp or whatever, playing a little music online, and people started sending me, you know, donations and tips and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, a lot of it I would, uh, I tried to do a, school supply thing this year for kids and i'm like well hell a lot of them aren't in school so i'm holding on to it until they're able to go back and uh, start back up my backpack initiative right um keep a little something in reserve for them for what people pay me online
1: right
0: um but yeah and this, i I didn't know what i was doing at first of course you know <laughs> had to go and get the right parts the right wires and <laughs> I thought I was plugged up one time and was like DJing for like almost an hour. And with no plugs, nowhere in sight. Cause nobody freaking hear me. I'm like, by the time I got in, i like, y'all ain't heard nothing? Nah, you know, I'm joking. It's just
2: like a DJ mime. Yeah, basically.
1: you nobody go
0: call my phone or tell
2: me. Y'all
0: just watch me. I was feeling it, too. I'm bobbing my head and throwing my my hands in (laughs) there. It was all bad. I'm shouting people out. Y'all watching me talking to a mic, and there's nothing coming out of it. And y'all just sat there and watched me. Like, stayed in the room and just watched me look stupid. That was That's
2: fucked up, man. If you thought about starting a Birmingham Versus? Uh, you, can a s- what? Set up, you can set up a Versus for some artists, man. You can set up your own B-Ham Versus. We get get uh, Red Light District Versus Eskimo Joe or some shit. You can get all the local Damn. artists uh, uh, get a Versus popping. I wish
0: I knew enough artists here it's like I, I know a couple but i don't i'm not in the loop i'm not out there in the street like you know some of the other guys are that work with the station mm-hmm. and um you know some of the street djs uh i'm looking to build relationships i'm open to building relationships and i would love to do stuff like that but i just don't know enough folks yet i've uh, met a couple of guys since i've been back out that's doing that thing um Music-wise, that I you know I particularly like this stuff, not right. just them giving it to me. And I'm like, oh, I gotta act like I like it. Like, no, I will play this when you're not around. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh.
0: But um, yeah, and I'll be I'll be asking people like, hey, you know somebody that's got some hot shit because I get tired of playing the same stuff. you know in a rut, sometimes you know, you mm-hmm. go to your material and you're just trying to figure out what's going to work for this crowd, <laughs> and you don't want to keep repeating that same thing. <laughs> you need something new to, you know, kind of you can go back to this stuff, you know, that worked, but you need some new good stuff in between mm-hmm. so you won't be running out. So, Birmingham's been, been popping lately. I mean, I've been hearing a lot of Alabama artists on the radio more than more so than back in the day. It wasn't a way in hell you he was getting on a couple of stations, and you was just mm-hmm. a local artist. No. Now, yeah, uh, this new generation—they get on their social media with a song, and then their friends and whoever get behind them, and it blow them up. Yeah, they don't—they don't need radio like that. Radio come looking for them.
2: That's the truth.
0: <laughs> so I try to be mindful every week to try to at least download one person or one song that's uh, kind of local, and not just ran over. And yeah. take it with me. Um, but yeah, that would be dope, though. Yeah, something like that needs to come from this city if people could work together and not beef over it. Yeah, uh, everybody got their camp and their own food. This one over <laughs> here and food with that one. But yeah, we can get through it, and ain't nobody uh, trying to rip each other's face off. That'd be great. How'd you
2: How'd you get into to DJ? Oh like I know man, it like your, it was... I know your pop's a musician. Like how did you not end up picking up an instrument?
0: <laughs> it was the last resort uh idea to try to become what did I want to be in time? A rapper. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I got into making music. I was uh this was like early twenties, dude. I was uh down in Tuscaloosa fooling around in school. And I uh, just really wanted to make music more than just pay, pay attention to class. And I started making beats. People liked my beats, but they didn't want to buy them. <laughs> and uh, one of my homies that ran a club down there in Tuscaloosa, he was like, man, why don't you come and spend some music? You know what I'm saying? You uh, had to put some money in your pocket a little bit faster so you could, uh, you know, fund your, your studio or whatever while you're waiting on people to buy. I don't know the first thing about d man, and uh, he had some CDs laying around up there on the stage on uh, one of the off nights at the club. And fact, I saw Juvenile 400 Degrees, I know, and there was a couple of them, and I just got up there and started messing around, and he was like, shit, man, come work tomorrow night, like, literally. <laughs> Oh, like man, you gotta be out your mind, bro! Like, stop playing with me. Like, nah, bro. When I'm paying these cats to come and here on, you know, like Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays, like I could be paying you that. Like, right. I mean, what you got up there did sound like. It. So I DJed without no equipment. I used theirs, <laughs> and I burned a couple of CDs off a of while whatever we <laughs> were using at the time, and brought them with me. And um, it, it was like an AKA party, still an AKA party or something like that. And I got through it. I'm just <laughs> going to say that much about it. It wasn't great at all. But I'm still Somebody going back the home. Down. <laughs> I didn't just call it down. I did not. That ain't <laughs> coming until later on when I got my own equipment and trying to come out and impress everybody. I have a brand new outfit too. Uh, damn that later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: shit for that. Anyway. So short i was still looking to you know write you know whatever songs and produce or whatever beat maker make beats or whatever, whatever you want to call it but people started calling me from that party and then he called me back to do another uh, uh greek party and i did that and more folks started calling me about these and than they did anything else mm. to the point where i was like i need to go to the guitar center somewhere and see how much this kind of equipment is <laughs> i'm already in the red at the time with pro tools and you know tritons and motifs and stuff laying yeah. there still trying to you know figure out my way with that but i went about a whole new setup and hell it paid itself off in about a year oh, yeah. and i paid everything else i would in about two or three years or whatever i got rid of the rest of the debt i was in with that stuff because it was high <laughs> Yeah,
2: that
0: yeah, that, that DJ equipment that shit is expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, It ain't no joking. If you get out and folks want to hand you fifty dollars and you know uh, hit you all time now, how much you gonna charge me? The same price I'm gonna charge everybody else. It. Ain't no discounts around here. You know, uh, nah, I need that. It's too much go into you know getting yourself set up and coming out sounding good and. You no, know, I gotta look presentable. Take a shower, get a new fit in there, and I don't want to run everything in the garage.
1: I'm not to sound good and look good for
0: you, and you gonna hand me some scraps like that. <laughs> so pay me a peanuts, I, I need a little something. I ain't the most expensive one in the world, but you know I ain't no cheap state either. So uh, I ain't the cheap person to call. The drunk uncle
1: of
2: And <laughs> <laughs> That's like <fucking> a real. <laughs> <laughs> That's mm. so um,
0: what's uh? give me a funny story about you uh, on one of your sets one night that was just weird as hell with a,
2: <laughs> oh, a
0: man. audience member
2: oh buddy I'll tell you what about people you know and places you know the worst yeah. show I ever did was at Steel mm. and um <laughs> It was because of Terry T. Shout out Shout out to Terry T. Uh Shout out Terry T. <laughs> um, like like when Terry T first started, you know, like one one of the things people do when you're a comedian is like people who don't know nothing about how comedy works, they don't they don't know how to put shows together. So Terry T had been doing comedy for like two weeks and uh uh, hold on hello what up chillin you on your way to the house okay bet okay yeah i'll wait yeah yeah my my brother (laughs) my brother about to come through i got a I'm guest hosting this horror podcast with a, a, some comic friends of mine, and so I gotta watch uh, Nazis at the center of the Earth. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's one of those, <laughs> you know, it's one of those stupid Sci-Fi Channel movies that they be making. So they made like a horror film called Nazis at the center of the Earth, and it's about, yeah, you be uh,
0: posting the them.
2: It's, it's 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 some wild it's just like Sharknado but didn't take off it's about uh some scientists in Antarctica get kidnapped and taken to the center of the earth where the Nazis have been hiding since 1945 and now they're like zombies and they're coming back to take over the earth so I gotta watch oh that shit God. tonight <laughs> I gotta what? watch that shit tonight Said, Do the podcast. You be watching Sorry. some
0: stuff I ain't never heard of. Your Facebook post That's a whole different podcast yeah like the stuff you be watching I'm like who the hell made this Like
2: I've never heard of it It don't sound good But he's watching it So it's gotta be something Man sometimes this shit just be so crazy You gotta watch it Like I just did another podcast a week ago On another friend show about a movie that just came out it's on Amazon, it's called Assassin 33 AD and it's about some Muslim extremists who go back in time to kill Jesus so Christianity can't be born they kill Jesus and steal his body so his his followers can't create what they say is the resurrection myth and then Christianity won't exist if they do that (laughs) and it's the craziest fucking shit it's just as crazy I mean, as it is to hear what it's about. It's just like it's just wild. It's like a B movie. It's terrible. It's got a stupid ass plot. It's insane.
0: <laughs> no, I I'm, I'm I don't even know what to say behind that. I need more ice.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm drinking too fast. Hold on. Ah, <laughs> uh, Nashville, you up there with um. Jack Daniels, uh what
2: else they got to drink up there? What last last year I got another one? They got uh, a bunch of brewers and shit. They got the, the old the, the old Tennessee uh old smokey whiskey folks out in Chattanooga. I got some of that here too. It's uh Old Smoky, old Smoky. Do they do the uh there. whiskey? It's good as fuck. I want to say I
0: started on a on a moonshine. They sell in the ABC store, or whatever they call it, moonshine. But maybe that's another another brand.
2: Um, yeah, they got some of that. Yeah, that's, that's that fake shit. I I get my real moonshine in Chattanooga in uh, Knoxville.
0: Hey, <laughs> bro, at <are> your boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but uh, I had my hands on some and I left it. Man, I need talking. to go and see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: that hurt though. Well, moonshine is the shit. Like, I don't know what kind of look it is. It's, it's its own thing. That's why they just call it Moonshine. That shit ain't rum. It ain't vodka. It ain't whiskey. It's its own thing. That shit good as fuck and strong if you can get it done up uh, the right yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> that shit blow your mind. Ah, uh, yeah.
0: You don't need but a pinch. <laughs> yeah, that shit's <laughs> <be> like 300 <laughs>
2: proof, goddamn.
0: <laughs> yep. You don't need but a fuck. A uh, cap fuller. if you feel off. All- Warm and fuzzy inside. All of a sudden, that's what I'm talking about. I meant to have saw for the temperature game the other night, but I'm, I'm glad I didn't because yeah, I wouldn't have got up on time for work.
1: It wouldn't work out.
2: Uh, so I'm just, I'm just was to say finish this story about this horrible show with Terry So, oh yeah, so <laughs> Terry was like, Terry was like two, three weeks in the game, which. As you know, as a person who's in entertainment, like that wouldn't be long enough for somebody to be like, DJ C, come DJ the Source Awards. Like, you take it, but you'd be horrible at it. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know shit about DJing yet. But mm-hmm. in comedy, there's no structure like it is. Like, nobody would ever ask you to do the Source Awards. But as a person who just started doing comedy, uh, Jamie. I guess he knew Terry, and so once he heard, oh, you're a comedian, I want to do a comedy show, he's not thinking how long have you been doing it, so you know, hosting is even harder than just performing, so they didn't give a nigga with two jokes and three weeks of experience his own fucking show. He gotta host it, and he gotta book it. He don't even know no comics, so it was just a disaster in waiting, so Terry... I guess he, he came to our show at the Kudu and put the word out to some people asking like, who are the comics in Birmingham to book for a show like this? And my name was on the list, so that's how I met Terry at the worst show I've ever done. So we get the steel, and you know steel ain't got no stage. The, the The VIP section is the most raised section, and it's full of sofas and shit. <laughs> So, we was we was up there where your stage was. We was in that, that little space in the front window with like the two feet of space that you can step into. That's That was our stage for the show. It was so small that the mic was on the ground. <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't even put the mic stand on what was supposed to be the stage, nigga. So, that's where we was performing. And for lighting they took the lampshade off a lamp and put it next to the window. So that was the spotlight. That was the (laughs) spotlight. And I knew the show was going to be bad when we were standing outside and a car pulled up and a dude got out the back seat to come to the show and he was not wearing a shirt. And I was like, this is going to (laughs) be terrible. Because he ain't a nigga from the hood, no, you don't want to be with a shirtless nigga. Else. You don't want to be place. That's a nigga that's been to jail like eight times. You know what I am saying he yep. don't care about going back. <laughs> like, nothing like, to lose. Like, and I knew, and he did it on purpose because he was wearing crispy white Air Force Wars <laughs> and a pair of sharply creased white angelic dicky shorts. <laughs> and no fucking shirt and a white fitted and I was like this nigga did he just get out and come
0: to no, the show he fresh show? out
2: the junk <laughs> <fresh> out. <laughs> I was you like was this is to be bad. I was like this is gonna be so bad so once we saw the setup, Terry's already apologizing he's like yeah I don't I'm sorry I don't know what I was doing it was like it ain't really your fault I'd have took it too if I was a young comic and somebody was like I give you a show I wouldn't know no better either it's cool and I got something that was worse than a heckle. There was these two women sitting next to the stage, and every time I told a joke, I had to wait for one of the women to finish explaining what I was talking about to the woman sitting next to her. No bullshit though. Like every like I would drop the setup and mm-hmm. then I'd hear her explaining what the setup is and then I dropped the punchline and then we could all hear her explaining what the punchline was it was just like is she dead? Yeah. is English her yeah. second language? what is going on here? it was it was a fucking disaster man it was
0: fucking so awful. she wasn't doing sound language or nothing like that was it? she
2: was straight up telling her out loud in words and I was just like this is so fucking weird it was awful Terry apologized the entire show. He kept every time he ran into one of us, he would apologize that night. Like it was, it was terrible. <laughs> it was
0: so I'm not gonna laugh. I, I'm not gonna go to hell. That's. Did she laugh when she told her?
2: She did. She laughed. Oh, <laughs> and, she just, and she was like, she was like on the tape delay. <laughs> was just like on the tape delay. <laughs> That's all it was. It was like a tape oh. delay. It was like when you be watching something on TV with somebody <laughs> on the phone, and one of y'all TVs is behind the other one, like <laughs> like the like the lady, like one of the ladies could hear me in real time, and then the other one couldn't hear me until like a ten minutes later. So the old girl sped it up for her and just told her. It was so weird. It was like Man, an echo. That <laughs> needs to be a skit
0: or something <laughs> I'm glad she laughed she had a good time
2: damn that that that's awesome That is wow yeah that was wild man it it felt like being at a free clinic too like the the people in that audience man it was it was like being at a halfway house or some shit like it was... It was that, they were that bad they
0: were that best <laughs> well look, that dude tried to come in there with, with no shirt on he knew somebody
2: <laughs> yeah well you know we we'll see Terry from Balsam. So everybody that came to the show was people from Bessemer. And, hey
0: man, look,
2: and it, was, it was it was people of all ages from Bessemer. It was like it was like being in the Bessemer parole office—just old, old and young, male and female. Just it was like a fish fry in that motherfucker. assumption. It was awful. <laughs>
0: And the funny part is, I'm from that end. I'm, I'm from Lipscomb, but I grew up on the so south you know side.
2: Exactly so, <laughs> yeah, <I'm>
0: not, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, I'm not. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It was fucking insane.
0: Girl, one day I was out tried to say something too and she asked her where I was from <laughs> and I told her she was like you don't look like you from mean <laughs> and the conversation fizzed out after that like,
2: <laughs> what Hey I get it man <laughs> it happens <laughs> it happens man I get it people do that to oh. me when they find out I'm from Norwood <laughs> Oh man my boy from North I was like, I was born and raised on Norwood Boulevard. They'd be like, really? Oof! <laughs> I remember I told Terry that shit when we met. He was like, man, I don't know if I need to keep talking to you. <laughs> he was like, he was like, he was like, when I was a kid, my brother told me that's the only place to not go. <laughs> he was like, nigga, don't you ever go to Norwood because if you ever get to some shit over there, I can't come after. you. <laughs> mm. I didn't even know a Norwood or anywhere else
0: existed until later on in life. We, I when did I finally get on the freeway to go place? But only about the best to take the freeway to go nowhere. Else. We take the best on the superhighway. Straight, <laughs> <west.
2: laughs> straight a straight shot into downtown.
0: <laughs> if we can't get there from the Bessel Super Highway, we ain't coming. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's
2: just how <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a wild night, man. Yeah, tear fucked me up with that one. I ain't, I still ain't experienced no shit like that
0: before, man. Oh <laughs> uh, no, we all gotta start from somewhere. Well. That that was funny. Huh? That was funny. She had a interpreter. Well she, shout out to her, she interpreted the joke very because well, the old girl was laughing that says a lot maybe you need
2: her <laughs> yeah she could be like my like Obama's anger translator yeah I'm fucking Key and Peele <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. translate my jokes into uh, Ebonics <laughs> in fucking into A-A-V-E <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep clip note <laughs> that's it my own personal code switcher <laughs> <laughs> so so what's your big post-covid plan man like what are you gonna do to celebrate this shit being over with because i already got in my mind that like the first day it's over with i plan to spend uh open the clothes in a chinese buffet i miss them very much and uh, the, the first thing i'm gonna do is just go to a chinese buffet when they open the state of that motherfucking clothes and uh my big plan is i uh, are gonna spend a couple weeks in Denver getting legally high as fuck and kicking it. Oh wow,
1: that's uh,
0: that's gonna be a very good time. That is. Uh, I wish I could do Denver. I'm, like I said, I'm not. I'm not good with that. Uh, with the green stuff. We already talked about the edibles, but just me in general. I take two pools and you know just vibe off that but just sitting there we just going from dispensary to nah, bro. You don't have to call the police. You don't have to call the ambulance, please. Yeah. Nah. I come up there to Nashville and do the breweries and all uh, the, the the distilleries. That's I love right. that.
2: This is drinking.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's one thing I wanna do. I wanna be able to get back out and travel and you know, go places with things that are open and right. you know, you're able to do stuff. You can go wherever but ain't look ain't nothing really open now.
1: Yeah.
0: But when <laughs> we whenever we do quote unquote open back up, whatever day they be like, Hey, everything is open, I want to be finished. Having, you know, celebrating whatever birthday I end up on. I had, I was supposed to have a 40th birthday last year, had a, bet, a venue booked and everything, and we had to cancel it. And uh, they, re- they refunded, they called and the refunded the money to me. Like, I didn't even have to call them. They was just like, yeah. I'm like, well, shit. You know, but thank you. They you know, some, people, some people don't refund.
2: They uh, they just
0: <laughs> yeah. So I want to finish that, just being able to have a function with, you know, Folks that I like come hang, chill, drink, enjoy music. Uh, I was booking a trip to Jamaica when all this went down, so I <laughs> want to finish that. That'll be my second time going, um, so I want to, you know, get that in. That was going to be a part of my 40th. Uh, what else, man? Is, you know, that's it. I just want to travel. Yeah, That's all. Yeah, travel and it's eat. It's now, that Chinese buffet sounds good, good, but right. I want to go to... That is. <laughs> that does sound awesome. All the low main noodles
2: you can give me. You know, with a slice of pizza and some chicken wings on the side. You know, a bowl of fruit. Oh man, Chinese
0: chicken wings.
2: Why so Chinese chicken of wings. don't mess so around.
0: Though. What? They don't mess around. They rule that. Every That's Chinese
2: up. food spot sells some bomb ass whole chicken wings.
0: <laughs> like who black in you family? Like what's happening back here? Yeah, they cook the hell out some food. They they got the they have the right grease amount on everything. <laughs> yeah, you
2: know, I it, they never had no greasy ass fried chicken from no damn Chinese foods, but yeah, <laughs> yeah no grease. Shit. Yeah, you're right. To the west end. Go go to the spot over there by, by Birmingham Southern. <laughs> oh no, not that one. Not
0: Hong Kong. Oh, yeah, you eating? heavyweight rat <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: I had I had no good Chinese in a the minute there's a spot down the street I like but uh yeah my my, my training schedule just won't allow me to go down there wait or be able to eat it the way I want to. You got to sit down with that shit, man. You to be able to open up your soy sauce packets on time and you know, things of that nature. I might get some on this weekend, though, man. You know I want an egg, bro. I want fucking egg, roll So bad. There
2: you go. Just run down. Just run down there and get it. <laughs> and that then eat, bad it, eat it while you run. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do all that. I gotta sit down and eat. And one thing I ain't gonna do. Mess up a good meal.
1: Yeah.
0: That's uh good food is the closest thing to a good sex. That's yeah. What has That's COVID just,
2: done to your dating life? Oh man. <laughs> um uh,
0: I'm actually good. I'll just leave that right there. <laughs> Wednesday night roll.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Put the dirt in dirty ashes.
0: You know, um, I, I can't complain. I'm 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 all right in that arena. Um,
2: yeah. As Next said, question. As, as, somebody who's, you know, as a man who's been celibate since 2009. And man, I don't, don't quit your and I show, don't, man. And I don't fox my followers. You know, it's 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 been rough on me too, because now my celibacy is forced instead of me choosing. So it's been rough on your boy too, man. You know, but I'm hanging in there, staying pure. You know, it's, it's right. if you gonna get the hell out of here. I I I can, I, I miss the smell and. And taste the pussy, just being stuck in my nose and my beard and shit. You know, I wish, I wish I could be back out there like you are, but you know,
1: you finna bust me a <laughs>
2: That's the only thing I'm gonna be busting open because I'm celibate.
0: <laughs> okay, we we just gonna run with that then, whatever. I, yeah, you said you buy this. <laughs> That's what you do. It's a loophole to everything. It's something you ain't saying. So we're gonna run with
2: that. Oh, so so tell the tell the people where they can find you online, man. Um, shoot, is my website up right now? I don't believe so. You can
1: call me. Oh, no, you can
0: on my IG, DJC Dog Two Hundred Five. That's uh, DJCDUBB Two Zero Five. Courtney C Doug Williams, um, again C Space D-U-B-B Williams on Facebook, and uh, I gotta call my guy to put my site back up. That's one thing I ain't do this year.
2: Why you put us down on Twitter, man? You just quit tweeting. Don't nobody say nothing to me on Twitter. I need some <laughs> new followers. I'm gonna dump the whole thing and just start
0: over. <laughs> Forty five shit, like. This. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have no interaction on that, dude. Like, I mean, I ain't been on there in a minute, and I don't know, I just, I I need to do better about my branding, but we working on a whole lot of stuff this year. (laughs) Had to sit a few things down, becoming a father, and it switched up my whole (laughs) everything, so I don't get a chance to be online as much as I used to, and kind of... Lost a few things, but it's all good. I'm gonna get it back.
2: How's that going? I know your son is young, but like, do you do any sort of homeschooling with him or anything? A zooming, zoom school or
0: something? Um, he, we have, uh, what do we do? I have him, I want him to be able to speak early. So we're doing a, um, we got a class that we do every, every three weeks. And those on the weekend. I work during the week. So he's, uh, in a good daycare. Um, you know, uh, not a whole lot of kids or nothing like that around them.
1: Right. You
0: know, um, facilities really clean and really spaced out. So, you know, I'm I'm not worried about any kind of COVID related things. Right. Uh, that's not on my mind. So, that was one of my things with him being able to go to a daycare where all I work and his mom works or what have you. But he's good. So, he's learning a lot in that space. Oh,
2: well, that's um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. man. Like, a lot of people wish <laughs> you know, really wish that they could, like, have some comfort in sitting their child somewhere during the day now, (laughs) like, (laughs) right,
0: right, so, yeah, there's almost no other choice with that, Um, you know, due to work schedules and just having to be a freaking adult, Right. you know, but he's, uh, like I said, he's learning a lot, picking up on all kinds of little words and phrases, and Everything's awesome and whoa, check it out. He loves cars. He loves uh, the cars movie series. Lightning McQueen. That's all he talks about all day.
2: Right now. Um, uh, are you making him grow his hair out because you can't grow yours out? Is that- uh, yes. He took he t- all my hair. So damn are you living there. vicariously through your son's hairline? <laughs> I surely am. I
0: miss days of having hair. I used to have a hair shoot.
1: <laughs>
0: I got a bald head with a part
2: in it <laughs> like, I was like every time like, I see a picture of him, I was like I don't think that dude had a haircut since he was born I was like I wonder if Dub forcing him to do that because he can't grow his hair out <laughs>
0: I, I just want to see how far I can grow You know what I'm saying? You were born with a beautiful head of hair. I, I don't want to go cut it. But probably got his third, third birthday, which is this year. Nah, we're going to keep that shit. We're going to let it ride. I thought about it. We talked about it, but
2: nah. <laughs> like, trust me. You, you'll you thank me one day. <laughs> one day you're going to be like this. you going to wish you could pull me out a year or so, so you know, we'll just hold on to Erica <laughs> you're too young to make those decisions for yourself <laughs> I'm
0: trying to grow mine back over oh, quarantine yeah I wanted to see what all I can do while the whole bunch of people were looking at me boy That didn't work.
1: <laughs> my hair,
0: my hair started at the fifty-yard line. <laughs> I just, I gotta live with it, bro. I gotta go to the deal.
2: <laughs> that's that's what you should have done to get tips, DJ. You should have just had a, a like a no no shave quarantine contest with yourself, and just three months with growing your beard and your hair out. I would love to see what you look like with three months of no shaving and no haircuts. I'm
0: oh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I look like Anthony Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Like how, that?
2: how quick did you clean yourself up when you, when you saw yourself in the mirror that day finally when you was like, oh, hell, dog. No.
0: <laughs> Somebody took a picture of me and I saw one side of my face was growing a little uh, extreme level quicker than the other side, first of all. Man, like one side was, you know, approaching being complete and the other side was still loaded. This ain't gonna work. And it was a two in the patch area. areas. That, that that damn life just ain't for me. It ain't stopped nothing, but I just didn't know. <laughs> nah, I need a good smooth shade. I've been doing that by myself at home. Now, you say you haven't been to a barber since, so God knows when, but um, <laughs> I don't go for real no more. I uh, I got I bought a shave off Amazon and just been shaving my own head. Like, why well, pay somebody $35 to yeah, yeah. make it? Have you and ever that, thought about hitting
2: it with some nair? Would you trust yourself with some nair? Hell
0: no. <laughs> no I'd rather just shave it. It sounds like a burn. Told you I got sensitive skin. We don't want to have it. It's, it's more on the head. That ain't going to be cool. <laughs> <gasps> That's a duh. Some stuff you can't hide. I got a big ass
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, That'll be extra fucked up. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I
0: appreciate you man thank you for having me
2: I'll I'll let you know when this is going up (laughs) (laughs)
0: this is gonna be wild
3: Like, since you and I talked last, mm-hmm. so much shit has happened since then. <laughs> and we just talked what a week ago, a week and a half ago, something. Yeah, like I want
2: to say it was a week ago. So, crazy.
3: A, a buddy of mine, Air Force buddy, died of COVID lately. Oh, well, I just wow. found out yesterday. Just found out yesterday because I've noticed that he uh, he. Had not been posted on Instagram for about a month or so. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, you know. He's been dead for about a week and a half because he <laughs> was on a he was on a respirator or ventilator yeah. for two weeks. He he uh, he wasn't. He was one of those uh, I can't live my life in fear kind of guys.
1: Mm-hmm. So
3: he went he went out masked up, but he went to casinos and he was just posting like. Man, I won $5,000 today. Now I'm going to eat a steak and all those line cooks and all those shit. He was, man, he was living it up. He dead.
2: <laughs> well, you know, that's all right to you know that, brother, but that's how it happens, man. Gone. I don't know when these people will get it through their heads. There is no safe way to do normal things anymore. Put a and, mask on and go out to only do what is damn necessary and essential. <laughs> and, and a buddy
3: of mine who lives three miles from me, he was uh, texted him back in January. I heard from him Friday, and he goes, uh, yeah, man, I hadn't responded. Uh, my entire house was soaked with COVID for two and a half weeks. Jeez. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah i had to go out to work my daughter had to go out to work his wife works from home the other daughter works from home and they but he don't know he doesn't know if he brought it home or the daughter brought it because she works in a restaurant and he works finance stuff and uh he's like we're always masked up but one of them brought it home and it ran through the house and he was like you don't have any idea what it's like you're having to force Yourself to breathe <laughs> for two and a half weeks.
1: Insane, every
3: waking man. hour is you're forcing yourself to breathe. That's wild,
2: man. <laughs> that's <the laughs> wild shit, man. I really crazy. Really want people to stop fucking around, man. It and, and let
3: me preface it with this: every single conversation we've had, it always starts with COVID, and because that's all I know now right quarantine isolation COVID that's all I know I don't have any stories (laughs) over the past year (laughs) we can talk about all the movies I've
2: watched (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing else
3: nothing (laughs) best cleaning products got that
2: nothing else (laughs) that's wild man you know I had a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday who's uh one one third of the architects of of, of me getting into comedy, and oh, um, one one thing we talked about was like how how weird it's gonna be when when comedy comes back and shaking off that rust, not just by going to open mics and things like that, but just the fact that like like a crowd doesn't you don't get a chance with a crowd to get things going you know what i mean like this this isn't like sports nobody's gonna be in a good mood yeah like you can come in and football you know in in the first your first series of the game you can go three and out nobody's gonna care are we gonna get a touchdown or a field goal that's fine it's we've got 60 minutes of this shit but like in comedy once you get on that stage and say your opening word into that microphone You've got to turn it the fuck on. And
3: all I can think about is I, I have to revert to like, if I was a 17 year old, like who's getting some pussy and who ain't getting no pussy. <laughs> cause everybody else is either alive or dead or, you know, cause I don't want to talk about COVID. I don't want to talk about who's sick, who's not, who's exactly. who lost somebody that kind of stuff. So but the thing is, I don't have any reference anymore. I don't like. I ain't gonna talk about a mask. I ain't, I'm not gonna talk about traffic. I'm we've not gonna got, talk about that shit. To,
2: we've got to ban COVID talk from from entertainment. That's that's Absolutely. one thing I'm really hoping for. Like, no, nobody, Absolutely. other comics, nor the audience wants to hear that. But like, but like the thing I think is gonna be, is I'm excited to see. Is like what what is it lo- gonna be like? for comics back on stage for the first time in a year or you know it's not over with yet so maybe years it might be 2 years it's we're recording this right now this part it's january 31st tomorrow february 1st is the 1 year anniversary of the last time I was on stage and like I was saying like because like the crowd doesn't give a fuck about you being rusty you know you got 10 minutes you got to go out there and be funny in those 10 minutes so it's like what is it going to be like when a crowd's back in a room for the first time and a comic's back on the stage for the first time like how is that is the dynamic gonna change because you know usually you don't get a chance but like our audience is gonna be sympathetic to this is the first time i've performed in a year or two years so like how or is everybody just gonna be so excited to be out that there will be no such thing as bombing for a while. Like, everybody's going to be so happy to be able to see comics, and comics are going to be so happy to perform that everybody's going to enjoy themselves, regardless of how you do. <laughs> it, maybe. Maybe they will be
3: that nice and cushiony. Maybe. But if you remember, prior to all this crap happening, Friday night at the comedy club was awful, because... Everybody just got off work. Everybody's out to get drunk and have a good time. And if you're not just killing it immediately, they're talking amongst the tables. They're getting hammered. They don't really even want you there. They worked all week. They paid to get in. They don't. It's like the Saturday night, Saturday night crowds are way more fun than that Friday night crowd. Because right. they were rowdy and don't care. And part of me is like. Is it going to be that Friday night crowd the entire time? Or is everybody just going to be kind of that, you know, let's just let everybody be not. But it's, uh, yeah, it's like, it, is everybody going to be rough and rowdy like a Friday night crowd? Or is everybody going to be chill? Like, let's try to come together. And I don't think everybody's going to, I don't think anybody's going to come together.
2: You don't think so? <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't, I don't really have a hard Um, speculation either way I feel like it can go one of those two ways but I don't I wouldn't put my money on either one of those ways but I do think that there will be more of people being nice than not just because everybody wants to be out kind of like because you know like I feel like that way about people as human beings period like when this shit is over with there's not going to be any homebodies for a while like, nobody is going to be that. a homebody for about a year. Like, people are going to be going out seven fucking days a week for a while. <laughs> but I also, I also believe that
3: there's going to be, it's, uh, it's going to be so many of those people who are going to go, dude, I was anti-mass from the beginning. And the other people are going to go, I was pro-mass from the beginning. And I think you're going to get that, and I think there's going to be, like all these people who are bowed up at the chest, pissed off at everybody else in public. Once we all go back out, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I, I I hope there's love, peace, and hair Greece. Right. But when I saw everybody just the craziness of everybody just raiding Walmart and Kroger and Publix and just killing everything is just <laughs> mass buying. I don't know, man. I And then uh, everything seems crazy. A couple buddies of mine—they're all talking about, you know, now may be the time to look at expatriation, getting the hell out of this country and going. (laughs) Well, and like you know, Russia's—it looks like lots of they're standing up. Myanmar, formerly known as Burma, they're standing up. And uh,
2: we got all this crap going on. I like that you said that because I'm also one of those people too. I don't know why that's a, like a fun fact that's always stuck in my brain so heavily. But whenever I reference Myanmar, I always have to throw in a just in case you did, in case you don't remember, it's Burma. I always do that too. I always be like Myanmar. <laughs> Formerly known and, as Burma, and, and the reason the reason I always say that is because if you ever got choked out by a
3: Burmese python, that sounds cooler than a Myanmar boa. How
2: <laughs> are you, are you a fashion show and a drag show or something? What 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 do you call the, the people of Myanmar? Are they Myanese? Uh, what what do, I don't I don't remember the word for like that that, that what you when you call people of areas things like that like people from the United States of America are Americans I don't remember the word for that but yeah what what are the people of Mian- yeah, Mianese? Mianmarian, yeah and Mornies I don't know <laughs> and Marian and Mianmari- Mariettes I wouldn't want to piss them off no yeah things you know you don't you don't get a name change in the country without some shit being very fucked cuz they are currently <laughs> rising up right now <laughs>
3: right like right
2: currently right now yeah yeah your country doesn't change names it's it's just like when it's just like when companies do it there was a huge scandal that's why you change your name as a company so yeah you go from burma to hey uh call this whole country myanmar it's like what in the fuck happened to ruin the brand of your country's name. (laughs) And and let's be honest, Hermal was
3: a pretty cool name.
1: In Myanmar, it's like,
3: yes, not so much. That sounds like where a plane's gonna crash. (laughs) (laughs) It's like what Pryor says was, uh used to be called Rhodesia before they killed all them white motherfuckers. (laughs) 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 Hey, speaking of comedy, uh, it sounds like there's a mass exodus from L.A., NYC
2: to Austin, Texas. Well, uh, the South is notorious for not giving a damn about its people. So,
1: At all. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> of, of course, there's a mass exodus for people who refuse to follow these guidelines for safety. Like That's what all the comics from New York and, and California are doing now. If they're not moving to the South... In the Midwest, they're just traveling through the South, and Midwest, to do shows because they know, you know, that's where the reddest of red states are, ideologically, regardless of where they fall on the political spectrum. So, yeah. Now you and and I both know
3: Texas ain't the
2: South. That's just Texas. You you, you one of those
3: people? No, that's
2: just Texas. (laughs) <laughs> no, we <wait> with them. <laughs> I feel you, man. So yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. So yeah, it, a lot of is. people, a lot of yeah, a lot of those comics are doing that. Some for business reasons and like with taxes and payment and things like that. But for the most 100%. part, it's, yeah, just the regular comics. They're yeah, they're just touring through the south because the south is the place where all the governors are like, I will sue you. If you try to regulate coronavirus, <laughs> yeah, and you, you take California, New York, well, just like
3: I I looked at moving to New York State, up upstate, and uh, found cheap property, a great house, and my taxes, my property taxes, the state income tax, was going to be eighteen thousand. <laughs> you heard that correctly, <laughs> eighteen thousand per year. It's like what <laughs> Like a quarter of my income just goes to having a mailbox
2: well you <laughs> know New York is one of those states that uh, is a piece of shit outside of one city so
3: and all the taxes go <laughs> to one town Yeah, like
2: Neil deGrasse
3: Tyson while he's driving through Ithaca it's getting his tires and
2: wheels beat up getting to his college. Because the, the, the roads are shit up there. Yeah. That's that's how it goes, man. That's, it's the same for Los Angeles. You know, Los Angeles is a city that just has its own county, and they just took every surrounding city and turned it into the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, So you're it's super huge. It has a population just in L.A. County, like... It has a population that exceeds most states, just in that one so-called city. And yeah, and they just make everybody on the outskirts who are living in what looked like shanty towns and farmlands. It's just like your taxes are exorbitantly high because this is where Jerry Bruckheimer lives downtown. So, <laughs> my buddy Sam
3: Tripoli, he always said that you've got to be a millionaire to be homeless in San
2: Francisco. That's the truth. We've seen that you know before before COVID kicked off. One of the, the one of the biggest stories coming out of San Francisco over the last five years has been the exorbitant housing prices that have just led people to you know craziness. Like we and you know we and you know we started seeing that around Nashville around that same time you know and and after 2015. And, you know, home prices started going up in Nashville, and they started building a lot. And then by 2018, you would see the craziest thing I ever saw in Nashville real estate was in 2018. I swear to God, I saw a house. It was two bedrooms, one bath. And this shit was $795,000. Like, are you fucking insane?
3: (laughs) And it doesn't stop. (laughs) And like I, You probably haven't been there in a while, but if you go down 8th Avenue South with all those big high-rises and all those condos, which, from what I understand, they're funded by the Saudis and the Russians, who are just buying up property, just mm-hmm. like New York City, and I guess the Chinese as well, and, and they're empty. Yeah. And just like you said— Unaffordable. You can't afford to live there. And
2: it's, the neighborhood is nothing special. Like the places where the housing prices are going through the roof, it's the most regular ass neighborhoods in this city. <laughs> like, the city. Like like Englewood and shit. Just, oh you know, no and no you mansions. You got a train <laughs> right through your neighborhood. Right. Like <laughs> there's no mansions. It's that a gated community like two blocks away from your half a million dollar home that's only two bedrooms, one to have baths, is a check cashing spot, which is the notorious symbol for being a neighborhood that's kind of poor. You're not even <laughs> close to an interstate. Your closest thing is Broly Parkway. <laughs> I was about to say, Broly Parkway. in a river. <laughs> that's it. It's madness, man. Like, It's just one of those things that you know, one of the one of the great things about li- living in the age of information is that you get to see the the house of cards that our government and rich people have turned our society into. Because there's not enough rich people in the country, let alone just a city, to make it make sense that you would be building thousands upon thousands. Of you know three quarters of a million dollar condos and it's just like who the fuck is supposed to who's supposed to live in there the median income in this city is like $60,000 like we don't have I, a thousand millionaires here who the fuck is supposed to be buying all of this shit and living in it why I are you guess pricing everybody out for this shit to just crash one day <laughs> I guess we're about to get into
3: it because <laughs> <laughs> again I Jen, last time we talked the treasonous insurrectionists had stormed the capitol correct mm-hmm. All right so that I'm already happened after that. All right so that had already happened and yet some people are in the jailhouse but elected officials who incited that are not in the jailhouse
2: and, and, and for some reason uh thinking that they could just wash their hands of this publicly Like the public wasn't watching all of this shit happen. And they keep talking about it. And so
3: now, like uh, last week or a few weeks or a few days ago, Reddit happened and absolutely showed the world the disgusting underbelly (laughs) of Wall Street. The fakeness. And when Wall Street went, Whoa, 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 let's pump the brakes on this. This isn't right. In oh, family. I thought we we're gonna free capital market, baby. What
2: happens in the free market?
3: <laughs> I, I I guess we can just pump the brakes whenever we want to. It's a big boys' club and you ain't in it.
2: Too many Reddit regular crowd. people making money right now. I don't like this. <laughs> and
3: man, if that didn't show everybody what they needed to see. Right. They'll, they'll never.
2: They'll never see it. They never will. That's the truth. I've I've been like, like the, it's so great. You can make some money in the stock market. There's nothing wrong with investing, but Word. what it actually is is not nope. good. I I've been telling people about that for years because coming out of high school, I'm that's what it. I wanted to do. I've done it. done it. I've done it. When I was coming out of high school, that's what I wanted to do for a living. I wanted to be. A financial planner and so i interned with a major firm which you know i won't name but I, no, no. I interned with a with a major firm coming out of high school for two years and once they started breaking it down like the first thing i realized was that it's it's fake it's a scam it's a it is nothing. It's basically like being a a spy, almost like 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 working for both sides, essentially. Like like when you when you're like a broker or some shit, like you're just a middleman taking money from both sides, and you're you're paid to work for the good of both of them, and you don't really care what happens to either one of those sides as long as you get your checks. And. And that's a big deal, but that commission check's a big
3: deal. But the dollar, if anybody loses, loses faith in that dollar, that's it. It's all, Everything crumbles. It's, it's all, it's all over with. Cause I know that we pulled thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of gold out of Baghdad. Uh, in 2003 Bad when we cash. went well i i didn't see any cash but i know how <laughs> much gold we pulled out and so i know there's tons of gold i don't know where it went to after we took it to Kuwait city but uh tons and ton- so there's t- there's tons of gold there mm-hmm. and so what i don't know our paper money is just based on faith at this, because at this point, because, you know, when you get the Federal Reserve just, quote unquote, quantitative easing, which is printing money, right. which is not actually physically money, We're just promising you mm-hmm. that money's going to be there. It's at some point it's going to it's already falling apart as far as I'm concerned. Because there's nothing
2: backing it up. We've been under the pound for a long time. Long time. <laughs> Which is not something, you know, the average person. And, by, and, and the and the, the it, is the average person is not, is is makes up most people. It doesn't and, mean average mathematically. Most people fall under the category of the average person. The average person doesn't know what any of that means they don't know how that works what the gold standard and what backs our money all they know is this says $20 I get to buy $20 worth of shit and that's just because America's is a country that's been on top and in charge of so much for so long that we don't understand when we see some country you know what we consider third world where their money becomes worthless or where inflation creates $400 gallons of milk in their in their terms of money and we're just like what the hell does that mean like it, why why like, is a gallon of milk 400 of what they use as dollars that's insane it's just like it's that's you don't have to worry about that because you're an american but that just that's just right now but and, it could all change in the blink of a fucking eye just like GameStop made people rich in the blink of a fucking eye because the stock market is bullshit. <laughs> and It's it's weird. I've been
3: working on a graphic novel. And so I've been researching. I only wanted to research how and why the 2007, 2008, two, the financial collapse happened. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm all the way back in the Medici clan and Shakespeare <laughs> about, you know. know. Uh, <laughs> You know, the Jewish clans and an ounce of blood and all that shit. Right. It's, uh, it's, uh, and how all that crap started and how it, like, it, like, the savings and loan cl- crash under Reagan was a big deal.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And everybody forgot about that.
2: And then when Clinton, uh, overturned, uh, 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 but yeah, Clinton overturned oh. Glass, Clint Glass-Steagall. And th- which uh, Glass-Steagall was in
3: place uh, to ensure that a de- Great Depression would never happen again. And from from the 30s. Pro- yeah, <laughs> from the 30s. And <laughs> once he signed that out, that immediately allowed city and travelers to combine to be a uh, Citibank. All right. And that led up to 2007 and here you go it's and I, I don't know if you and i have talked about it i don't have a favorite politician mm-hmm. i don't have a i don't align myself with a political party yeah. i think they're all against us you know it's mm-hmm. the same thing and, uh, and i know everybody people my my family go well you know when clinton was in charge Anybody that wanted a job had a job.
1: Had
2: a job. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> but let, Let's look at some other numbers. All right. Let's not, <laughs> not talk about the jobs. What else? Yeah. What else do you do? <laughs> but you know, that's how politics works. It's a. It's a one. It's it's sort of a. It's a magician's act. It's it's look over here. And just watch my left hand and don't worry about what's going on with my right hand. Because that's true. Like anybody who wants a job, you have a job under Clinton. It's like, I mean, that's fantastic. But there's way more to life and and the government and politics of what happens to citizens than do you have a job? (laughs) Like what? There's no, you got a job? Well, then you don't get to complain. It's like, that's not. What does it have to do with my health? (laughs) What does it have to do with infrastructure or anything like that? Like that's not a that's not good enough. (laughs) And and if you're going to be Treasury Secretary,
3: clearly you're going to come from Goldman Sachs, (laughs) which is a massive world banking firm. Like bananas. They're they're the ones. Pulling the monetary strings, and they're the one influencing all the politicians. It's and it's it's almost sickening, almost that we have to keep paying taxes for their failures, and then here comes the quantitative easing. Goes ah, you know what? We're going to bail these banks out. They messed up. So that's what I love about Reddit. When Reddit comes in and just absolutely wrecks their system and exposes that disgusting underbelly of them and just goes you know what if everybody could crowdsource and everybody could so many things that could happen where there's black lives matter women's rights march with pink pussy hats and even these (laughs) second amendment people right these second amendment people there's a Venn diagram that we're all march. We all can march. And I... wait, we were supposed to be talking about comedy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it happens, man. There's, man. There's a, listen, there's a lot going on. Outside, there's way more going on in, pretty, in, in a lot of stuff than there is in comedy we know what's going on in comedy there's nothing going on <laughs> so yeah for profit, for profit prisons I, I don't understand for profit prisons I don't understand how you can outsource something that's like a, a service of, of the government like housing your citizens that have committed crimes against the state or against the country, I don't know I don't understand how that can be the same as opening a, a fried chicken restaurant. <laughs> my, my my two two DUIs that I've been in a jailhouse for.
3: Had I not had a good paying job, I would have never gotten out of the jailhouse.
2: Right.
3: And there are people that debtors' prison exists right now. Right. And I don't, like there's people that, you know, I, I put it on Twitter, I don't know, a year ago. I hit that billion dollars, I'm going to every city and county jailhouse. I'm bailing every one of them out. Because a lot of them, they can't, a hundred bucks would get them out. Right, And they can't afford it.
2: It's bananas, man.
3: And they're in there and they're accruing they're, you know, accruing fees and they just can't. There's no amount of work they can do, Kamala Harris.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll never understand private prisons. I don't because to me that's no different than a private police force or a private court system like that's a that's a function of of your government there should not be a private place to host like that's that's almost like legal kidnapping and ransom basically
3: <laughs> like you can't
2: how is that a business you could go into like how can you say I want to open a business? And I've got three things that, like, I, I, I don't know if I want to open a clothing store or a car wash or a prison. <laughs> Dude, I've been saying, uh,
3: when I first got boots on the ground in Iraq, and then, you know, we're flying around Iraq, Afghanistan, back and forth, there were so many private, quote unquote, there were private armies there. Blackwater was there. There was mm-hmm. At some point I, I'm amazed that we haven't went and and just you know, to see what happens because they don't operate within our laws. Right. They can do whatever they want to and they're getting paid six figures tax free. And by the government. I'm a I oh
2: which is contractors? Insane. Contractors. That's what I saw when you know when Biden was gonna be elected, and he hired a security firm for security purposes at the inauguration. And like, it's just like, do we not have like fifteen different types of law enforcement in this country? Meet the new boss to handle things like. Uh, the the top job in the country to be protected, like like he's the president, and we have an armed forces whose whole job is protection of this country and each and every citizen. And you're telling me that between the Marines, Air Force, fucking Coast Guard, Army and Navy, um, the Secret Service, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, sheriffs, police. Uh, U.S. Marshals, security guards at the mall. You mean to tell me we can't get enough people to cover securing the fucking president?
3: And exactly two weeks prior, five people were killed, including cops. And that's the best you can do? Like, Two weeks prior, a treasonous insurrection right. <laughs> happened. It's and, crazy. And, and nobody's, they're just blowing it off. Like, I mean, I'll see it on Twitter and, you know, I don't see any real legal action going on. Like, it's it's kind of deflating. But that being said... If uh if anybody's listening out here, uh I have absolutely no remorse for any of those pussy soldiers sleeping in parking garages because uh I slept in way worse with zero per diem compared to what they were in Washington DC. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You, you had it to, you had it way better than anybody
2: else. <laughs> you had pizza. You had treats. You, had pizza. <laughs> you mean to tell me when you were hunkered down in Baghdad, you could? Get some pizza. Just, one, the, get- one of the first showers I had. <laughs> one of the first
3: showers I had. I was shin deep and piss and semen and sand and dirt and gross water, and I was happy to have it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, man, things are things are crazy, and so and and beyond the actions that are happening being crazy it's like the the system around them is being exposed as even fucking crazier because that's that's not like none of it makes any kind of sense when you when you think about those things that you see like i said the biden thing with the president having to hire private security it's like we we have a we have people whose entire job is to take a bullet for the president How can the president need to hire a security guard team to protect him like he's having a fucking concert or some shit? Like, this isn't a nightclub that's got a a high profile concert coming, more people than they're used to. So it's like, well, we got to hire, we usually got like six guys on the staff, but we need to bring in another 10. This is the fucking president of the United States. There's not a person in this country with a badge or job in armed forces. Whose job is it to make sure that person is as safe as can be? So I didn't. I didn't understand that. It's just so weird to see during the insurrection thing at the Capitol. It's so weird to see like fucking twelve cops. <laughs> like what the fuck?
3: Like you would think I'll, that I'll... that's the
2: most secure place on the planet. I worked
3: at Starwood Amphitheater (laughs) back in the early 90s. while I was in the Air National Guard. This was all prior to, you know, pre-9-11. Because I joined the Air National Guard for every reason. You join the Air National Guard. I don't want to do shit. One (laughs) week in a month, two weeks a year. All my college paid for, all that stuff. So my job at Starwood was I would run all the way, you know, with I had a little dolly. And two wheel dolly, and I'd run kegs, and I had my little radio. Whoever needed beer, that I'd run from the cooler <laughs> up, up to the concession stands, and that was it. I'd, I'd run my ass off, but I also got to listen to free music and uh, everything you're saying tougher than what we saw at the Capitol. Like, they were tougher for the fucking
1: Eagles.
3: (laughs) Tougher than fucking Pantera than they were for Nancy Pelosi or anybody that cuts your checks or you paying checks to. It's
2: It's madness. it's,
3: it's, It's insane, man.
2: Like, I've always thought that, like, I've thought like that my whole life, too. Just, like, as a child. Like, when you would see a story about, like, uh, three cops getting shot at a police station or some shit. And it's just like, how is that not the most crime-free place in the city? Like, how, how does somebody walk into a fucking police station and get to start shooting it up? Like, I don't get that. Like, how are there not, like, four cops standing outside the door, four cops standing inside the door? How are you not going through metal detectors or being checked how is somebody not watching your every move if you're not in a fucking uniform when you walk in there? It's crazy to me. But it happens way more than you would think. Like, somebody walked in the police station and they shot two cops, it's like, how? How the fuck do you do that? <laughs>
3: and, and for some reason, and I don't know how, but they never get it on tape
2: yeah, why are there but, no cameras everywhere at the police station?
3: But for some reason, <laughs> there will be YouTube videos of somebody getting shit slapped at them in a chicken shack
2: because <laughs> <laughs> somebody came at them wrong. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, I'm like right now, I'm uh, I'm rewatching The Shield.
1: Oh,
0: all right. And all I right. love
2: that show. Really? It's a great show. It's uh, All right. Uh, if you've got Hulu, check it out. Oh. It was on a. It was an FX show. It was one of those shows that helped usher in the golden age of television.
3: Uh, <laughs> my uh, my memory of the Shield, uh, there was this chick I was boning while I was going to Tennessee, Techno- <laughs> Tennessee Technological University, Google, <laughs> Tennessee. This chick was way smarter than I was, <laughs> and uh, she came over to a party one night, and I done a bunch of acid, and I was making out with this other
1: chick,
3: <laughs> she showed up. Uh-huh. That's pretty much it for us.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and she loved The Shield, and uh, I, I never watched it since.
2: <laughs> Man, yeah. It was, all, what, 2002 to 2008?
3: Oh, I thought it was earlier than that.
2: No, you're, probably, you're thinking about NYPD Blue or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> <I have>, uh, <laughs>
3: Yeah, because that have been 93, yeah, somewhere
2: yeah. in there? Two thousand two to two thousand eight, yeah. on Netflix. But it's and it's it's about some crooked cops. That it's about a cop named Vic Mackey who runs a, a strike team. It's just him and like three other guys. But they get into so much shit in that police station, and there's there's no there's only there's two cameras in that police station, and they're both inside the interrogation rooms. And then there's no cameras outside of the fucking um like the evidence room, at the hallways, the door and it's just like what the how do you how do you fight corruption in the police station? And how yeah. do you fight crime from outside of the police station without having fucking officers at every door yeah. and fucking cameras pointing at every fucking inch of that building? Beaver T. Pusser hit me with his <laughs> stick. So clearly he was right. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Because cause in yeah. one, cause in in one of the seasons, I'm watching season, I think I'm in season two right now. And and they get into, there's a riot and all this type of shit in the streets. And they're upset with the cops about what they do. And then at one point, these guys like drive by in the car and they spray the police station with an Uzi. And they have to chase them down the street, and it's just like, how I- weren't those guys shot, like, right on the spot as soon as their car pulled around and the gun came out? There should have been eight cops just standing outside the station in the first place whose entire job was, hey, make sure nobody comes by here and does a drive-by. That That doesn't make any sense to me. Not, a, not, a, not in a world where you can go into a convenience store and there'll be somebody whose entire job is to follow everybody in there around. <laughs> like, why is the Chevron more secure than the fucking police station? <laughs> like, why
3: is there bulletproof glass at the matco when I'm buying coffee?
2: It's insane, man.
3: Then there is at the
2: emergency room window. Yeah, you just walk into a fucking police station and do whatever the fuck you want to do. That's that doesn't make any sense to me. Like we need more of it. Like why why don't like when it comes to crime, like why don't why don't you see a police car go by in your neighborhood like at least once every fifteen minutes? Like why aren't the police patrolling why are they just sitting around doing nothing? Like, why is it a cop? Like, like that's, that's what, I thought that's what patrol was. Like, you patrol, you walk around, <laughs> you drive around, you scan. But, like, we live in a world where, like, one of the reasons crime is so high is because you have to call the cops when something happens and then wait an hour for them to show up because God knows where they are. Nobody should live in a neighborhood where they don't see a cop every couple minutes. Like, that's so weird to me. It's our last conversation. I've been
3: thinking about this a lot, like, uh, and I, I've been, you know, a smart ass, you know, just thinking about, uh, remember in the Godfather when that big Irish cop comes up and he he grabs Michael Corleone waiting outside his dad's hospital, standing up, standing up, quack quack. <laughs> Well, we need more cops like that, just <laughs> patrolling the streets. And it's we like, need well, some real patrols, man. And and part of me is like, if cops would walk down the streets instead of writing tickets and just running to murders and running to homicides and actually becoming people, right? It seems like, and so. You and I have been in Texas, and I didn't know when Eminem talks about 8 Mile. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the 8 Mile meant. As far as Detroit goes, there were segments built specifically for white people and black people, and... If you were a white person, depending on which section of mile you were in, mm-hmm. you were you were mortgage where they had you jacked up at a higher interest rate. Yeah, and dude, that was back in '61. Yeah, like subprime mortgages—that's not a new thing.
2: No, not at all. I mean, that goes and, all the way back to redlining and all this kind of shit, like. People don't realize, like when people talk about systemic racism, like it's it literally means the system. It, it's it's uh, literally talking about it, I think it, it, the same the same as Jim Crow laws, like the uh, Jim uh, Crow dude, type policies built into these systems.
3: A du- a dude fifty feet away from you is paying a higher mortgage rate than you are.
2: Right. Depending on which side of the wall he is. Yeah, it's weird like that. There's a place like that here in Birmingham where, like, because of the way, the city limits are drawn, um, there's a, there's an area of uh, right next to Birmingham called Tarrant. Yeah. And Tarrant is a city, but the line is literally drawn in the middle of a neighborhood. So there are people who, depending on which side of the street you live on, you live in Tarrant or you live in Birmingham. And because of that, the street that runs along Tarrant City High School is on the Tarrant side and everything across the street in that neighborhood is the Birmingham side. So there are people who literally live across the street from this high school who are not zoned to go to that high school because that's where the city limit is. So there are people who could walk to school in 30 seconds who have to go to the high, I think the nearest high school to Tarrant from that part of Birmingham is like, it's like like five, six miles away. So yeah. I, I was just
3: gonna bring up gerrymandering. Yeah. As far as political. Yeah, just that kind of then, shit. Just, and it's, I, I, I can't remember her name. That lady that got sentenced to five years because she forged, she wanted her kid to go to a school just outside her door. Mm-hmm. She gets sentenced to five years. And then uh, USC, Family Matters check, eh, three months,
2: whatever. All right. It's insane. Like why? Like that's that's what you know. You're a person who worked in, in 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 a government job, so you know like the the tediousness of of government bureaucracy is it's insane. Some of the stuff you have to do when you're dealing with the government because like that, and hey, that's oh, one what? of them. Like, why the fuck can't there be some sort of special? It's so easy to make some sort of special exception that says. See, children who live directly across the street from the school are zoned to go to it we can do now if you live on the opposite if you live 40 miles away on the other side of Birmingham then no you're not allowed to go to Terrace City High School but if you live in Birmingham but the part of Birmingham you live in is within a block of that school you you can go there it should be that simple the fact that
3: you have to get a fishing license to take your kid to go down the local fishing hole and fish for brim.
2: A fishing that's, hole that doesn't belong to a cannery or some shit either. You know, at all. Just just a place where you can fish. Like, well, you got to get like, why? I'm that's, just fishing. Like, you you have to go down to the
3: county or the city <laughs> to get a permit to put a shed in
2: your backyard. <laughs> well, oh dude I experienced that first hand I've dealt with that firsthand in the last couple of years there was a fire at my granddad's house um, in 2016 the house I'm in right now the fire here and no this wasn't even with the fire this wasn't that a tree this was a tree falling this was like 2018 a tree fell on the house during a storm and so, got a, um insurance company, came out, cut the tree up, took the tree away. Roof was badly damaged. There wasn't a big hole in it and no shit like that, but it led to a structural problem where it's like, you got to get this roof replaced. Like, yeah. Geez. Had the guys come out, got some estimates, all that jazz, found the people to go with, right? Swear to God. The day those guys started working on my roof, a car pulls up and some dude gets out. Just a regular car, regular dude. And he asked me where my permit was. And I was like, permit? That's insurance problem. I need to get a permit to fix my fucking roof that needs to be fixed and he said yeah well you know your house is on the historical registry because you live in a, a historic neighborhood so because my house is in a historic neighborhood on the historic registry I can't just get it structurally fixed I wasn't trying to change anything I I wasn't I wasn't putting a second story on this motherfucker no shit I wasn't building an add on. a tree fell on the roof I need to get the roof fixed and a guy came out and shut the whole shit I don't even know who called him you know it was so weird I was like how did he even because it's not like when it happened anybody came out nobody said call the city first nothing none of that so I was, I was like how, I was like how did this dude even no, And apparently it was his job to just drive around the, all the historic neighborhoods in the city. And if he sees a crew, then he goes and talks. to. So I had to wait, like, another two weeks for those guys to start working on my roof. Because I needed to get a permit to fix this house because it's on the historical registry. And I was like, that's fucking outrageous. Ugh. It's insane, man. Like, I... Like, I I was fucking, I was completely blown away.
1: Yeah. When I I, was
2: standing on the porch talking to that guy. Because I was just like, this is no different than getting my tub fixed. You know? Like, what's the difference between repairing a roof and fucking repairing a door? Like, water is coming in my roof. My roof needs to be fixed. I'm not and then it was like, it's Well so- you gotta do it. We gotta make sure you follow the guidelines for the house and do it the same I'm like, dude, I'm just getting what it fixed. For it? I'm doing it <laughs> uh, yeah like dude, I'm I'm doing it the exact same way. I didn't take this opportunity to tell them, you know, could you like go all Frank Lord Wright on this motherfucker with the roof, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like listen, whatever you gotta do to fix the roof, fix it and that that dude came by and was like, You need a permit to fix your I was like, This is crazy as shit.
3: <laughs> I, I'm I'm in an HOA and HOAs are absolutely despicable. So if anybody's listening, do not because I was I bought this house prior. Two years prior to the HOA coming in, and it was voted in while I was in Iraq. So I came back to uh, having to pay somebody to live here. So I've had to march people off my yard, my property. They're bowing up on me about my hedges. You sure? You're, you're on my property. You're on my property. And here's my Glock.
1: <laughs>
2: <Dynamics> which one's <me.
3: laughs> it going to be? <laughs> That's crazy.
2: Yeah, my cousin and his wife bought a house uh, a couple years ago. And he had his first run in with the homeowners' Association. He was he did he was in shock like somebody came by to tell him it was time for him to cut his grass and it's not like the yard was overgrown and running crazy it's just the guy who does his yard every month was like sick so the week he usually gets his grass cut the guy didn't come by and so he was gonna come by like a week later and at that time these people came by and was like hey from the homeowner's association what's up with the grass <laughs> It's just like, dude, I'm like four days. Will you please get the fuck away from here? My guy is sick. It hasn't been eight months. <laughs> we,
3: my wife, Estelle, we have been walking past here for two days, sir, and it is killing her, and you've got to trim this.
2: That's against the rules. Like, Jesus and, Christ. Dude, I... I, I just
3: let's all find an artist commune somewhere somewhere <laughs> like easily transportable like like Des Moines So we can get Chicago, we can get international flights, we can get in and out. <laughs> we can just do our own thing and let's just have our own away from people it kills me
2: yeah they need to give us one of the states for that like there's no reason there should be two Dakotas let's just take one of them and just turn them into a no man's land, essentially where like we still have to follow you know the core the core rules of the government (laughs) but can we just give one just one state to turn into a commune and it's just like yeah you know grow shit grow food build a shed, whatever the fuck you want to do, man. <laughs> you, went far, you went farther than I did. I was going to say, as a
3: touring comic, as soon as you come home, you immediately wash the sheets because you know they're all cum-stained.
1: <clears throat> <laughs>
3: immediately on hot water. <laughs> Change the sheets.
2: But... well, yeah, That's what we need, man. We need one state that's just keep it the wild frontier, and just take it back to just just give us South Dakota man, and just let people who want to live free. If you if if you're a true libertarian, you know just 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 let them have it. Just like listen, dude, I'm tired of the homeowner association. I just want to pitch a tent out here and live. And like, okay, cool, go to South Dakota. And no. nobody will come by and bother you about your fucking drugs ever again. You know, give <laughs> them North Dakota.
3: If Canada takes it, no, you're libertarians. <laughs> Defend it, motherfucker.
2: Yeah, you been. <laughs> the, the advancement of civilization has forced people who want to live without all the bullshit to have to live in uninhabitable places. So yeah, just give us a state, man, Wyoming, something like that. the libertarians
3: they want all the trimmings
2: but they don't want to contribute right (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's how we fix that man just give us one state where it's just like uh, no they'll, 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 they'll murder people they'll steal from people but you know Just put a bathroom onto your house without having to call the city. Nobody cares. You know, I'm I'm good with Texas. Everybody seems
3: to be moving there. Just go for it, man. And, like, don't come to the southeast. Don't take our food. I I love the fact that Nashville is, you know, eight-hour drive in any direction. I-65, I-40, I-24. Eight hours, I can be within seventy percent of the population of the country. <laughs> I can also be within our food, our culture, everything about us. All right. And and I don't know. I don't know about you, you. A lot of people hate us. Like they they well hate me. <laughs> this accent, this face. They're like, oh, I bet you were probably a slave owner. I'm like. What <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and so you get that a lot, you know, when you step outside of the Southeast. <laughs> but I like us down here. I well, I like my friends. I mean, the Southeast,
2: is, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Um, you know, we've still got a lot of the... The manners and the the civility given to our society by the British and the French when they used to inhabit these lands, so we still got that. That's what a lot of people don't realize. That's what Southern hospitality is. It's just the continued my, influence of the British and French over Southern society. My
3: my Appalachian accent comes from the Scots Irish that came over, right. and so they just basically hit Virginia, then went. They basically hiked the the, uh, Appalachian Trail. Mm -hmm. They were like, (laughs) they went south to Springer Mountain, Georgia on the eastern side. went, this sucks.
2: And then (laughs) went back up the
3: western side. And then that's where my folks settled on the Cumberland Plateau. So it wasn't, (laughs) nothing I had to do with it. Here's the (laughs) accent though.
2: (laughs) There it is. But and there it is Southeast is glorious it's beautiful. It's got some great people. The culture is fantastic. Food. The food is divine, you know it's got no more problems than everybody else. I think the the reason the South gets such a bad rap is just because they they don't there's no place to hide it that's all that's all it is. They can't hide yeah. the badness like a lot of people don't realize how not like like the southern accent. That people hate so much—the redneck accent, if you will—that's an accent that exists all over this fucking country, and you find it only in the worst areas and the worst people. Like people don't realize; they think you know California is super liberal. All they think about California is Southern California. It's just like if you just head up north a little bit in California, you're just gonna find a bunch of fucking rednecks. If you go to Wisconsin, Confederate flag. If you go to Wisconsin.
3: (laughs) Or anywhere in Ohio, you're going to get killed or
2: down. It's awful. It's way worse than down here. It's just and- as, yeah. It's just like it. It's, it is just. It's hidden behind the greatness that they push out of the city. It just they just want to talk about Los Angeles, and that's what you know about California. But two the other two thirds of that state, it's country as shit. It's in, just woods and, and farms and rednecks and Confederate flags and racism and all this Michigan kind of shit. Michigan, Wisconsin Oregon, Minnesota, it's oh. Washington State, like there's Dude, a reason Idaho, this Idaho shit is happening in Oregon. because like, it's not just this liberal haven. Like it's that's how it is. Like when you were talking about New York with the places you were looking at. Once you get outside of New York City, it's just a country. It's not cosmopolitan. It's not at all. It's, there's plenty of... Form. Like you, say, and, uh, you go to upstate New York, and it's just small, hick towns full of rednecks and races and confederate flags and nothing out there, but, but New York City is in New York, so that's what everybody talks about. They just stack them all up in that one to. place, right? They just stacked them all up in that one place. Oh. And they forgot to tell you oh. that the rest of New York looks like Iowa. <laughs> oh, oh, and by the way, we, uh,
3: we were also talking about, you know, food. We didn't talk about music. Oh, well, <laughs> here's Mississippi and Alabama and New Orleans and everything else coming out of the southeast. Right. So there's uh
2: well, they, you're welcome, everyone. A lot of greatness in the South, man. The South is, you know, because we've all dealt with it. Like, as a white man, what you get when you leave the South is the accusations of being the problem in the South, and oh, then what I get, as a, what I get as a black man when I'm outside of the South is like, how did you escape it? How are you? Did you just run away? Did you? Are you ever going back? And it's just like it's not what you think it's not the, this, the 50s are over with buddy like it's not it's TV. Let's, let's keep
1: talking about this please
2: <laughs> but that's yes all you're exactly days. right like, so you're from Alabama what is it like how dangerous and it's just like the fuck are you talking about it's just like here <laughs> like, like, <laughs> when I went to Oregon they were like uh, so
3: how would you escape it <laughs> like what are you talking about? Like <laughs> did You get all that clan? Like
2: What? <laughs> a, How did you survive so long without joining it up? <laughs> no clan? I knew it was a I knew it was
3: around, but I was a kid, man. I mean <laughs> I, I wasn't scare. in it. I,
2: I <laughs> had to. I went to school. I was a kid. I went to school. People I, are I, shocked. In, I'm just like, I've never seen somebody in a Klan robe outside of the TV just like you. I've never seen the Klan. I've never been called a nigger. I don't. I've never experienced any of this stuff. I'm not scared to uh, be outside after sundown. There's no part of town I can't go to. It's, it's not what. Its reputation has grown to be. It's insane.
3: (laughs) I've been to a party where white people have prepped me. They're like, okay, so there's going to be a black man here. Are you okay with that? (laughs) This was while I was in the
2: military. And I'm like,
3: what the fuck are you talking about?
2: well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just I, letting you know, I know you're from Tennessee. Like, what?
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm college educated. I'm, I'm, and, and part of it, my brain just can't take it sometimes when they say that kind of shit. It's like, where Like, I want to immediately correct them. But then I immediately want to go, well, "Where? You? Where is your brain?
2: like
3: (laughs) who's told you that
2: like it's so insane to me it's so much to (laughs) combat man from from every angle every side it's it's inescapable yeah and it's like uh, just it's like (gasps) paying for the sins of your father like in the bible you know like that's what it's like it's like that's what you have to deal with like because we're from the south we have to deal with everything the South did before we even existed. <laughs> a- absolutely, like, uh, uh, yeah, we're all paying for it. And nobody, and- like, nobody outside the South wants to even give you a chance. You know, like, you don't. There's no benefit of the doubt. It's just you're- You're from the South. You're black then you must be dealing with racism day and night. You, you must be here to breathe a sigh of relief and feel safe. And it's just like, it doesn't work like that. And just like yeah. with you, being white, it's just like, so you're obviously racist, right? It's like, what the Clear. fuck are you talking about? Clearly, <laughs> your grandparents You're from the, you're from the South oh. and you're white. <laughs> what?
3: <Yeah. laughs> Clearly... You don't know what work is because your grandparents had other people do it. <laughs> what?
2: Shit is wild, I, man. No.
3: I, 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 hey, uh,
2: We got a lot of healing and learning to do in this nation. Dude, and <laughs> I was texting you about
3: that. You know, I'm not above uh, being showing ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll throw it out there. Yeah, admitting but, that you know, I don't know. I don't know something. You know, I'll th- uh, yeah, I'll throw it out there. <laughs> like, uh, uh, hell, I've never been to Selma, and neither have I. <laughs> so, so, and once all this COVID shit's over, I'm gonna head down there. The word. <laughs> Take some pictures because uh, uh, I didn't know. <clears throat> I didn't, like, when I went, to, I've been to Memphis a lot. You know, mm-hmm. you go to Memphis, you get fucked up and just listen to blues and get drunk and shit. But one day, I was there early and I popped in the Civil Rights Museum. And uh, I didn't know how powerful and how good it was. Like, it was designed very well. Mm-hmm. Like, when you go in... I did. I I thought it was just going to be a one or two. You know, you read a couple things on a couple levels, right. and then you start going up some steps and and uh, I did and uh, been to it twice and just that's. They did a really good job, and it's it's so we'll it's kind ahead. of it's it's amazing. I, I mean, it really is amazing. And and in my dumbass head, I'm, you know, once you step out on that patio, mm. I immediately just go, "Wait a minute." He was assassinated. He was totally assassinated. Mm. He had he there was help. There was other like. There's no way he could have done that by himself, and just and then you go into the tunnel and go up, and, mm. and everything just it's like uh, it, ah, yeah, it's it it changes everything, especially you know when you you know they start talking about the 1600s and slaves coming off, mm. and then you turn that corner and there's that clan robe.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh
3: Jesus Christ!
2: It's a it's a it's a powerful thing to experience, man. It's a big deal, man. We went to the we went to the the MLK, the Lorraine Motel, and that stuff. We we, we did that. Um, my family reunion was in Memphis, I think, 2016. And uh, yeah, we we took a tour of that. At the time, it's just wild to like be not only be in a place where that part happened, but in both parts, like, because, you know, they got the Lorraine Motel where King was killed, but then they take you across the street to the fucking apartment apartment and the the bathroom for which the shot was fired. Empty beer cans. It's bananas to, to, to be walking through history like that. And,
3: like, what I'm... What I've told people about, you know, when you see those horrible, horrible videos of, uh, you know, black folks getting jerked away what? from those uh, deli counters, that's in Nashville, Tennessee. Man. That's on church. That's that's that church street where the old Castor not built. That's uh, the old jerk shop. Right. That was downtown Nashville. Those. Black folks are posted up at the uh, the counter, and they're getting violently jerked away.
2: It's wild, man. Wow. So, so
3: theoretically, come I don't. I don't know. It's. I always love talking to you about race and relations and that kind of thing, and where we're gonna go because. Economically Mm. and financially, those are completely different conversations. Right. And, and, uh, but comedy wise, is it like it doesn't feel like it's going to come back like we knew it? Like we're going to have to figure out something else. And YouTube and Twitter and My comedy goes no further than YouTube or Twitter, but um, it just, is it coming back? What do you think?
2: It has to. I know a a lot of people are uh, pondering that same thought of thinking that like comedy's dead and comedy has moved to the internet. And that it's not going to come back, but it's not a, it's a situation that you know, from a logical standpoint and a business standpoint, it's not a good model. It doesn't make any sense. Like internet comedy is a fleeting thing. Like there's no internet stand up. You know what I mean? Like you can do, you know, I don't know if you want to call them sketches, or you know they're thirty seconds long. You want to call them skits or whatever. But like you can't do stand up online like you you gotta do it in person people have to see it in person that's the reason that it's never been a thing before like like think about it like like sports you know cause a lot of people put it in a financial thing They're like well you can make more money doing your comedy on the internet and there's be more opportunities but it doesn't work like that cause you gotta think there's way more money in broadcasting the NFL you know what I mean That's what they those contracts worth billions upon billions of dollars. You make way more money broadcasting the NFL than you do at a stadium. But when they put football on TV, they didn't get rid of the stadium. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the entertainment value. It doesn't rest in people watching it from home. That's that's why comedy's never done that. That's the reason. Like Nashville Zanies. Zany's doesn't live broadcast their shows on the internet before this happened. And it's because there's no money in that. Because people can't get the same experience. Like, think about how many comedy shows you would watch online if you had the opportunity to. It'd be almost none. Because it's not the same. Like, all the shows you've been to, if somebody was like, well, Dave Chappelle's coming to town. You'd be like, I got to get tickets. He's got COVID. But yeah, he does. <laughs> but you know, that's to be expected. He hasn't stopped performing. That's another story. But, but Dave Chappelle was coming to town, and he was going to fill up, you know, Bridgestone Arena, tens of thousands of tickets. You try to get one of those tickets, right? But if they told you, well. The show sold out, but we've got tickets available for the online portion of the show. You might do that once if you're just hankering to see Dave Chappelle so bad. But you wouldn't do that every time he came to town because it's not the same experience. It's just like, because it's not like watching sports. Comedy takes place in bursts of like five to 15 minutes on average when it comes to shows. If you go to a comedy club, you're looking at ten minutes for the opener, twenty to thirty minutes for the middler, and then an hour for the headliner. Yeah, you can't watch. You would never pay to watch fifteen minutes of something at home. That will so, that would be like it would be like ESPN paying for the rights to the second and third quarter of a basketball game. Nobody wants to see that. I want to see the whole thing. And I don't want to just watch 15 minutes of a show online. And you won't... It's not like it's Netflix. You can't pause it. You can't rewind it. You can't get all your buddies to your house to watch that. That's what comedy is. Because most comedy, you know, contrary to popular belief of the... You know, the average person doesn't know a lot about comedy. But most comedy doesn't take place in comedy clubs. You know? Like, I'm not a club comic. I perform all the time. I don't do... I perform in a comedy club maybe twice a year on average. I don't perform in clubs. Like, that's not what we do. We perform in bars and restaurants and small theaters and shit. It's a it's a social gathering. You're hanging out with the 60, 70 people in the audience, and you're also hanging out with, like, the 15, 20 comics in the audience and, like, the four comics on the show with you you go out and kick it afterwards too you can't get the same experiences online you're not going to be able to get 20 people to come to your house to see Dave Chappelle perform on your TV nobody wants to do that and then try there's, to go out to a bar afterwards everybody's going to go home it's not the same there's so much to break down
3: with what you just said I mean but everything you just said took me back To, to having fun and, mm-hmm. and like at, at the lower level. And my problem is, and here you kind of broke me down a little bit. I always write hard, like, I like you're when you show up. You create such a moment and you wreck a place when you show up. When you get behind the mic, you wreck it. So. I appreciate that. Oh. That, I'm not the only one that everyone knows that. When you show up, you always want to go ahead of Narado because you wreck. I put so much. I don't want to hang out with anybody prior to or after because I'm always. I've written so much prior to going up and trying to figure out stuff. Nothing is fun because it's work. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, I got you. I'm because I'm, every pause is written in every every. Everything is written in. I'm, I suck at crowd work. I suck at, you know, improv. It's meticulous, like a script. I, because I have written
2: everything when I show up. Mm-hmm. and uh, You're like a playwright. You got the stage directions and all in there. I can't. Just
3: come up and grab the mic and destroy the room. I can't do that. When I come up, it's like, "All right, I better be. I better have something they've never heard before." Stick to the script. But no, you uh you always create such a moment. And there was times, uh, you know, you're not, I don't want your mama hearing this, but (laughs) we did did a bunch of drinking at the shows at the
2: the 24 hours. So much drinking at the (laughs) goodness show. That damn cooler, man. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) just hanging out
3: with you and, and, uh, I had no idea what you were getting ready to to do and, uh, you know, just let you go off and do your thing. And When you popped off, you came out from behind the curtains and you popped off, it was... uh, I had no idea what you were going to say. I had no idea what you were going to talk about, but I I couldn't remember a joke, but I just remembered the feeling and the vibe
1: mm. about
3: it's like he fucking killed that room he killed us i i can't remember a joke but he killed us it and <laughs> so it's i i don't know it's a compliment i don't it, how you take
2: that as no right? I, I I understand what you're saying i take it as a very high praise yeah i appreciate that man it, it feels you, good you to come us. on you, you. Just come out and kick everybody in the teeth, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm glad to, to to hear you think that, man. I, I'm. Hey, you know, that's, you know that. That's, Shut your face. Shut your face. You know I, that. You know that's how I do it. You know. <laughs> that's how I do it, man. I I completely view comedy as going up and be funny. Like, that's, that's how I approach it. I don't have a... My comedy style is just completely erratic, I guess you would call it. Like, I'm not a... I'm not any kind of comic, you know what I mean? I'm not a... I'm not the comic that jokes about family or kids or job or politics. Like, I just fucking... Whatever the fuck I think is funny to say on stage, or whatever the topic is, I just go with it. <laughs> you nail it, man, one hundred percent. Yeah, much appreciated, man. You, oh shit! I can't wait to see you back on that stage again. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know, man. I have no intention of putting my mouth on a
3: microphone. <laughs> two hundred other people
2: have spit into a microphone. I've I talked to Michael Dean the other day. And he was telling me that when the when the when the pandemic first started, you know, and they were like still trying to do his mic and uh they were wiping the microphone off. With the with the Clorox, (laughs) it was like sanitizing it every time somebody touched it, and it ended up shorting the mic out. (laughs) 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 They're just getting fucking Clorox in it every fucking ten minutes, and it's like a mic went bad. So yeah, I feel you, man. I don't. I'm not.
3: And the the thing is, those people are gonna get COVID (laughs) for an awful five minutes. Like, yeah. Awful,
2: awful five minutes. That's one, one of the things up. I think about a lot when it comes to me doing comedy and other people doing comedy. It's like, that's what I always say. I was like, they're not, the audience and the performers aren't risking COVID for something that's worth it. I haven't heard one joke worth dying for, and I don't have any jokes worth dying for. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, you're going to get COVID for a terrible five minutes of comedy. And, like, as a performer hey, or an audience aer- member, it's not worth it. <laughs> what about airline food? I'm <laughs> like, Dad. I swear. I think about that all the time whenever I see somebody still doing shows. It's just like the audience and the comic are really putting themselves in harm's way for, like, this isn't a movie audition. Like, you're risking this shit. You're risking getting this shit or giving it to somebody else for fucking uh, 20 bucks and a free PBR. Like, that's not worth your life or anybody else's life, man. Like, if you told me, well, I'm filming my first special and the contract, I got to fulfill the contract and they're paying me six figures and if I don't do this, I'm about to ever get the shot. That'd be way more understandable than Hey, I'm going down to an open mic tonight. You about to fucking get COVID? For nothing. <laughs> Do you really want your last memory on your deathbed on a fucking ventilator to be bombing at fucking Shaky's fucking drink shack?
3: <laughs> I love being inside a woman. <laughs> I love it. But if you tell me uh for the next two and a half weeks, you're gonna have a rough time breathing. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm just going. literally I'm gonna stay in the house. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Shit is it say, dude. Well, it's <laughs> Listen man, it is always a pleasure talking to you, buddy. Tell the people where they can find you online, dude. Oh man, go check me out at Husky Boyo on Twitter,
3: Husky Boy on Instagram, and uh, well, I did 13 episodes on YouTube, Drunk Drawer.
1: So (laughs) go like and
3: subscribe and leave me a comment. Maybe I'll do
2: season two. Hell yeah! (laughs) Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you laughed, I hope you smiled, I hope you learned something. Hope it put you in a good mood. Or if you're already in a good mood, hope we put you in a better mood. Um, had a lot of fun. Big shout out to all my guests and telling some great stories. It's a real good time man. Anyway, uh, you know check back in with us soon. We'll have an all new episode going. I want you to know I love you, and I, I hope you love yourself and, and love everybody else. The number to the National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. The number to the Trans Lifeline is 1-877-565-8860. Hit them up if you, if you need to talk about some things or something's troubling you. Hell, hit me up. I don't really sleep until the sun comes up like a vampire. So hit your boy up, man. If you got my number, call me You know when you need to talk. Text me. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Instagram, whatever. You can email me at rodforshort at gmail.com. And if you're feeling generous, hit your boy with a donation on the cash app. That's cash tag dollar sign, Rod for short, R-O-D number four, S-H-O-R-T Hit me up on Venmo at Norado Moore and um, I think that'll do it, man. Holla let you.